Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we arrive at what has been building up for several weeks now, the night Jesus was betrayed, arrested, and condemned to death. The book of Mark, chapter 14, verses 43 through 52, will be our focus this week. It's already been a disappointing night of performance by the disciples. Some of them had talked a big game about standing with Jesus and and even dying with him if need be, but when game time arrived, they were found weak and wanting. And now the armed crowd, led by Judas, arrived to arrest Jesus. What happened then was quite a scene, packed full of activity. Judas kissed and betrayed. Peter attacked. Jesus healed, peacefully submitted, and displayed the power of his spoken word. The disciples fled in fear and confusion, and someone didn't have time first to put on any clothes. Pastor Jim will be taking us through the events of that night and conclude with some personal applications from what we learn, including today's segment of the sermon entitled, Betrayed and Arrested. We are in a new year, and we return to our ongoing studies in the gospel according to Mark, and we put in at one of the most compelling scenes recorded anywhere in the Bible. Uh, We have a lot of information about these final days of the life of Jesus, and we'll be fitting it together for you as we work our way through Mark. But remember that for over a year in the ministry of Jesus, the Sanhedrin, that leading council of the Jews, had been plotting to kill Jesus. Now we are in the days right before the the, the final Passover that uh, Jesus celebrated during his ministry here. And they had already put out the order, this was to be known among all the pilgrims that came to uh, Jerusalem, that if anyone knew where Jesus was, they were to report him because they wanted to arrest him and they wanted to do it stealthily. So it infuriated them when they didn't get a chance to have Jesus ratted out. Uh, Jesus entered the city in what we call the triumphal entry with thousands of people shouting Hosanna and proclaiming him to be the Messiah. They were even more furious when Jesus came back into town next day and cleared the temple of all the merchants who were there by the authority of the Sanhedrin. They were there ripping off the Passover pilgrims, charging ridiculous, exorbitant prices for sacrificial animals and ridiculous fees for exchanging money for the temple tax. They were doing all of that in what had basically turned the outer court of the temple into something like a flea market. It was known as the Bazaar of Annas. The reason for that is that Annas was the former high priest. He'd been high priest up until about 20 years before this. He had, under his leadership, built up this business franchise system where you could pretty much uh, buy a, a permit to operate one of the booths in the temple and... They were turning it into, as Jesus called it, a a robber's den or a den of 
a den of thieves, and it was horribly corrupt. It was impossible for the Jewish leaders, therefore, to arrest Jesus because they figured that would cause a riot. He was so popular. After the day that he cleansed the temple or cleared the temple, he, he taught openly in the temple in those days leading up to the Passover. It was even more excruciating for the hypocritical Jewish leaders who kept coming at him, trying to trip him up, trying to discredit him somehow, trying to turn the people against him, but they lost every verbal debate that they had with him. Well, finally, they, they caught a diabolical break for their murder plot. Judas Iscariot secretly came to them a day or two before this, and he agreed to betray Jesus to them for the price of 30 pieces of silver, the standard price for a lowly slave in the slave market. He promised to lead them to Jesus in a secluded place where they could arrest him without causing a riot. Well, the most likely option that was right before them would be wherever Jesus would celebrate the Passover meal with the disciples. So we've seen the intrigue unfold. Jesus thwarted Judas in that effort by working it out so that Judas didn't know where that meal was going to be until he was led there by Jesus, along with the other disciples, other than the two that he sent ahead to set it up for them. By keeping that location secret from Judas, Jesus made it possible to have that leisurely evening with his men, the last bit of calm before the storm. They celebrated the final Passover that was authorized by God. Jesus replaced the Passover with what we, we call communion or the Lord's Supper. Well, Jesus revealed that he knew that one of the disciples was going to betray him. He said that early on as they, as they gathered that night. Now, Judas was such a skilled hypocrite that the others actually suspected themselves before they suspected Judas. Now, Judas knew what he was going to do, and Jesus knew what Judas was going to do. The others probably were more worried that maybe they had done or might do something inadvertently that would tip off the leaders of the, of the murder plot. So they were saying, it, 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 is it I, Lord? Is it, it, is it I? And they didn't know it was Judas. During the evening, Judas slipped out of the, of the gathering on the pretense of doing something on behalf of Jesus and the others who still didn't know that that's what Judas was up to. Well, he stole away, went across town, alerted the Sanhedrin that he expected that they could find Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane at the foot of the Mount of Olives because that was their custom to, to meet there at, at night. Well, after Judas left, Jesus spent a long time that night teaching the remaining 11 while the Sanhedrin were gathering and putting together their plan wherever they were. Then after he taught them everything that we have in John 14, 15, and 16, he prayed that marvelous prayer in John chapter 17, a great chapter to spend a lot of time in if you would like to. After that, they concluded the Passover gathering, sang the hymns as that was custom, and then Jesus took them to the Garden of Gethsemane. Now, on our last visit to Mark, 
They had arrived at the Garden of Gethsemane, and Jesus left eight of the disciples, apparently near the entrance to the garden, and told them to wait there while he went to pray. He took Peter, James, and John a little bit further into the garden, and then he, he gave them a sit-stay command and said, you sit here and wait and pray while I go further and pray. That's where Jesus prayed that incredibly fervent prayer as he contemplated taking upon himself the sins of the world. He agonized in that prayer to the point of sweating the bloody sweat, or as it's called, great drops of blood. Uh, He came back and he found Peter, James, and John sleeping. He told them, wake up, keep watching, and keep praying. And he went off and prayed some more, and he came back, and they had fallen asleep again. And he did it again, and they did it again. Here's where we left off, Mark chapter 14, verse 42, after their third nap. It says, he came a third time and said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let us be going. Behold, the one who betrays me is at hand. They were about to find out it's Judas. So today we come to what is the record of arguably the best known act of human infamy of all time. To this day, the term Judas kiss stands, to, uh, stands forever to, to be an expression of any act of disloyalty that causes great emotional hurt or personal harm. And we're going to see the betrayal go down and we're going to see Jesus be arrested. So betrayed and arrested, that's the theme, and it's a narrative passage. It's pretty easy to, um, to analyze it this way. We'll see it in five points. The mob, the kiss, the melee, the absurdity, and the escapees. Now, as I mentioned, no one of the four Gospels contains every detail of this. So we'll work from Mark, that's the one we're studying, and we're going to fill in uh, some bits from the others. If you want to compare all four of the Gospels, you can stick uh, three fingers into other chapters of your Bible and be ready to turn to them if you want to. The parallel passages are in Matthew 26, Luke 22, and John 18. Well, let's start out by meeting the mob in Mark 14, 43. Immediately while he was still speaking. What was he speaking? What we just read. Behold, the one who is betraying me is at hand. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, came up accompanied by a crowd with swords and clubs who were from the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. Well, when the Sanhedrin got their chance to seize Jesus, they went for it with gusto. I can't imagine what story they must have come up with to get the Romans involved. But they did. This this group was huge. John chapter 18 verse 3 tells us that it included a Roman cohort. A, A cohort could have been as many as 600 soldiers. Now, 
I'm not sure you could fit 600 soldiers plus the temple guard into the Garden of Gethsemane. They probably brought a much smaller detail, but it was a big deal. It also included that temple guard, the, the, the temple police, and this huge display. When you... If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.